circle. Welcome to Stronger Than Failure, your home for mindset, habits, and motivation for entrepreneurs, athletes, and high achievers. This show is dedicated to helping you overcome fear, failure, and adversity, and maximize your true potential. Get the latest tips, strategies, and biohacks to master your mindset, improve your habits, and create unstoppable motivation so you can become the strongest version of yourself. Get ready to crush your goals and improve your personal and professional life on every level. Here's your host, mindset coach, author, and entrepreneur, Danny Cole. What's up, Stronger Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Stronger Than Failure. I am your host, Danny Cole. And as always, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of the family. I love you and I appreciate you. And because of that, you know I'm going to bring you great content every single show. And that is exactly what you're going to get here today. On today's show, guys, you're going to love what we've got because, as you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you are going to be an entrepreneur, you want to know how to market, how to do ads on you know, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, how to video, you know that content creation is vital to your business to grow your following. Whatever it is you want to do, you've got to have that, right? So on today's show, guys, get ready because we have got Nick Watley. Nick is the NFC, which is National Fighting Championships. He's the official photographer for them. And <clears throat> He is a professional content creator. This man's been doing this for years and he got his start back on The Walking Dead on season three. So guys, sit down, buckle up because we're about to have an incredible show. So Nick, dude, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, dude, I'm glad, bro. So I do, I'm pretty intrigued. Like, So you started on The Walking Dead. Like, How did you get started there? Like, How did that even happen? A Facebook post. I found a Facebook post, uh, you know, extras casting and replied to it. They actually emailed me back at like four in the morning and I had like two hours to be up there. No way. So yeah, I started out as um, back in season three with the governor. I was his henchman. And then once all of that wrapped up and came to its end, I did a lot of zombie work because of my tall, slim build. They loved it. Really? Dude, that is cool, man. Now, all right. So professional content creating, you do the, you're the official photographer for NFC. Now tell me, like, how did you get your start? Let's go with, let's say with the NFC, dude, because the fights, I've, you know, I know a lot of fighters. I trained for a couple of years myself. How did you, how did you get to, to doing that? Again, that was all based on a Facebook post. The owner of the NFC, David Oblos, huge shout out. He was um, looking for a photographer at the time and someone had recommended me to him. And I trained for a little bit myself in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with uh, Mike Wilson. So oh, Mike's tough. We've had, we've had Mike on the show, dude. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Love Mike. But, um, through my experience with just shooting random content with him just for fun, I had the catalog to show. They brought me in. And to be honest with you guys, when I first went in, I had no clue what I was doing. Dude, really? I, I won it. I had to pick it up. Dude, so that, to me, that's awesome because a lot of people, like like I said, you all right, basically, let's break this down. You saw the Facebook ad. He said, all right, dude, let me go ahead and jump on here. I, I haven't never done it, but I'm going to give it a shot, right? Right. Went out there. A little nervous, didn't know what you're doing, but gave it to Raw, and now that's what you do. Dude, that is, like, my hat's off to do. So many people would look at something, well, I don't know how to do it, so I'm not even going to try. Dude, you don't know until you try. Right. I basically just had to trust myself and accept the fact that if I failed, that I was going to learn something from it and be able to progress from it. Bro, and that's... That's what I tell everybody, right? The only way you can fail is if you did not give it your all or you didn't learn from it. That is it. Too many people look at failure as something that's easy to achieve, so to speak, when I look at it as making it difficult. If I give something my all, 
or if I learn from something, then I didn't fail. Right. Right. I'm a winner, period, hands down. And no matter what I'm going to learn, no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to give it my own, learn something from it. So, so how long have you been doing that? Shooting for the NFC? A little over a year. I just passed my one year anniversary. Dude, well, happy anniversary. Thank you. That is cool. See, look at there, man. Didn't know what you're doing the first one, nervous, and now you're at the one year anniversary. So, what is, what do you do different now than on the first one that you've done, the very first time going to the NFC? I'm probably a lot more assertive with my job now when I'm, my first night there shooting, I was timid. I was finding little holes that I could get in because basically I shoot through the cage. I'm in mixed in with the crowd, moving to different angles all throughout the night gotcha. to get a variety of different shots. But one thing I would say is I become a little bit more assertive fighting my way through the crowd because that's a job skill on its own when you're shooting live events like that. Oh, yeah. Well, I can imagine dude, everybody, their energy level is through the roof. So, oh, yeah. yeah. See, that is cool. So, yeah, you got to be assertive. You got to tell people what to do, where you're going, so you can get the best shots. Right. Now, see, well, with that, okay, with that being said, how many shots do you got to take? Like, how many shots are you taking a night during all these fights? Honestly, I probably take a little over 4,000, 5,000. Wow. Well, that's big. Yeah. Only wow. about 150 to 200 of them will come out, though. Really? Right. Yeah. Bro, so, yeah, you, you – you make sure it is the perfect shot, which I've seen. Right. I've seen most of them. Don't get me wrong. So I know they're great. But for our listeners, that's a lot of pictures to take, man, and to narrow it down to just a, a few, basically. Right. Well, with the thing with MMA is, I'm sure you've seen. I'm sure everyone's seen some type of UFC fight, MMA, boxing. They move around a lot. So I'm. I constantly have a lot of shots that are really nothing. Mm. I'm shooting on a fast shutter rate, which means it's constantly taking photos so as someone's throwing a punch it's constantly catching all of that movement and i go in and i find the best shot gotcha now what because since that's so many shots how long does that take man that's got to take a long time to go through these photos figure out the best one then doing the editing and everything yeah it usually takes a couple hours Right, he's must be really good. A yeah, hours. I'm thinking a couple of days myself. <laughs> well, probably, probably when I first, when I first, my first couple of events, yeah, it probably took me at least like three days. But now, nowadays, it takes me a couple hours because I got a good workflow down. It's just getting to it on top of everything else I got. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, the more you do anything, the better you're gonna be. The right. more efficient, the more in flow you're gonna be. Right. Makes sense. All right. So, professional content creation, dude. Tell me about that. Well, that started with um, Tim Stout and Associates. He brought me on, and I was actually, funny story, I was actually cleaning pools at the time, and he called me, and was, he was asking me what I was doing. I told him I was trying to get my video business off the ground, and he offered like a partnership for me to move into his office with him and kind of shoot content for him full-time. Kind of gave me the opportunity to get my feet out, get my feet under me, if that makes sense. And yeah. He Really big shout-out to him, too, because he let me mess up a lot. Like I mess, and that's one thing I try to tell people who's trying to get into this field is you're going to mess up a lot, but those mess ups are going to teach you. They're going to mold you. And it's going to, when, once you're a filmmaker and an editor, all those mistakes are what's going to build up to you becoming how great you are. Exactly. There was, um, this, there was this study that I read, right? This, um, professor in high, um, college, he had a photography class, right? And he, and he did a this little trial with everybody and he had half of the class take i think it was like a, a thousand pictures right and then they had to pick the best picture out of that right there to turn it in but they had to pick a thousand pictures the other class other side of the class they only had to take one picture but they had it had to be the best picture right so what it came down to long story short was the class that took a thousand pictures 
wound up being the best photographer, having the best photo that they turned in because they messed up. They allowed themselves to mess up. And mm -hmm. by messing up, you're able to see what you did wrong and how to make it better and sharpen up your tool of what you're doing. Whereas a person who only wants to do it right the first time and make sure that, no, it's got to be perfect or I can't do it, they overanalyze and overthink everything and they don't get that best shot. Right. You've got to put yourself out there. you got to put the work in, make the mistakes, and then you learn, and then you get better. Right. And then it, sometimes they get discouraged sometimes then on that first shot. They don't get it right. Yeah. And then they go to something they probably could have been great at. Exactly. And you they can go somewhere else. Yep. You the nail on the head. A lot of people, yeah, they, they get in their own head. They get in their own way. We're our own worst critics. Mm -hmm. And then we get in our get in our way. Like, oh, that picture's not just right, so I'm just, it's, this is not for me. Well, get out there and try it more. Do more. No matter what, what it is, whether it's, you know, fighting, taking pictures, whether it's coaching, whether it's a business that you've got, you're a contractor. Get out there and do more of it, and the more you do, the better you're going to be. Right, and going back to the NFC, one of the main compliments I get from people who have been watching all of my albums upload throughout the course over a year is the evolution of how good it's getting. Mm -hmm. I constantly get compliments telling me, oh, your editing's improving, your shots are improving. So with every event, I get a little bit better. Dude, see, that's pretty cool. That And doesn't it feel good that you've got that following that's noticing what you're doing and how you're doing it and watching you progress and everything? Yeah, it feels great. Dude, that is awesome, man. Dude, that is great. Now, all right, software, I know a lot of people, you know, they want to do the content, right? So we'll get into the mechanics, like, you know, the equipment that you use in a moment or what you would suggest. But as far as, because we're talking about editing now, um, like what software is the best software, the most inexpensive one? Is it, do you go cheap to start out with? Do you go mid-range? Like what would you recommend for everybody trying to do some content editing? Well, for me, I've, on, I've been native to Premiere Pro for basically every, the whole time. I've never really bounced around to any editors. I've just, some of my, some of the people I look up to and follow, that's all they use. So of course, naturally I fell into the same category, but it's not bad at all for like 20 bucks a month. You get unlimited access to it. Okay. They're constantly updating it. It has its issues like any other platform, but yeah. I would definitely recommend Premiere Pro. All right. So like what's great about it? Like, so what does it, what does it offer? So a lot of people out there, they don't know anything about content editing, right? They don't know anything about the software. They might be hearing it for the first time or only a couple of times. What is good about It's 20 bucks a month is great, but what's good about it? What does it have to offer for everybody? And is easy, is it easy to use? It's fairly easy to use once you've been using it for a while. Ah. It's a huge learning curve once you first jump in there. But for me, it just gives me complete control over every aspect of the video. Some, I want to say nine out of ten times in today's world, most people are going to jump onto the TikTok editors and the Instagram editors. They don't give you as much control as Premiere Pro would. And a lot of these really nice Instagram reels are actually, as a matter of fact, a lot of the really nice TikToks that are going viral, the imagery and everything in them, they're being edited on Premiere Pro. Gotcha. Most okay. people don't. Most people don't realize that. All right, and like an editing process. So let's say that you're doing a Facebook ad or something for Instagram, or you know something that's going to be relatively short, like TikTok. How long would something editing like that do? How long would that take? All depends on. Uh, all depends on the video, really. How intricate is the video? How many? What are you going for? Is it a talking video? Is it full of effects? Usually once you get good at it, you can do it in about an hour or two, but when you're first learning, yeah, you're going to 
you're going to need to get ready. You're going to be biting your nails a lot. <laughs> you're going to be putting time in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, dude, it's crazy. There's so many people that make a lot of money doing just you know, the TikToks, right? It, mm-hmm. It's crazy. I, um, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, it's the black dude that who doesn't who doesn't say anything during his videos. He just recreates what somebody else has done, but in a simpler fashion or whatever. Oh, yeah. I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah, I, He's I one of the biggest. Yeah, no, he, I can't he, remember his name He is name the either. biggest. And I was like, I was blown away. I was like, holy cow, the dude, uh, I read his like kind of a quick bio on him. He apparently lost his job, started doing the TikTok, and now he's a multimillionaire. Oh. It was nuts, dude. Yeah, Nick, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. And, that's a- <laughs> and he's doing what, Danny? Doing like TikTok Editing? videos, bro. No, no, he, um, he'll like watch somebody that makes a complicated video of like doing like a life hack, quote unquote. Right. And so he just looks at him and kind of makes fun of it. Like, this is how you do it in a simpler fashion. Wow. Like I, I can't I have to find his I'll find his name and tell you after the show. But yeah, wow, great. this dude is making millions now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure anyone listening knows exactly who we're talking about. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Him. Everybody has seen. Yeah, because now I've even seen people acting like him. You know what I mean? Exactly. As far as like doing the same thing he's doing. Um, I think they've got a token after him now. Um, one of the cryptocurrency tokens. Everything, dude. Really? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I dude. didn't even know that. Yeah, I saw something about that. Um, they and there's been there's been different things. So that's one thing that I saw. It's been a little while back, but I saw that. Amazing. Yeah. It's been nuts. Now, all right, equipment. So we talked about a little bit with the editing software. So you go Premiere Pro, which is 20 bucks a month, which is great. All right. right. Now, equipment. When you first started out, are you still using the same equipment as you first started out? How much did you invest in? Is it something expensive? Because I know cameras and video and stuff like that do can get expensive. It can get really expensive, yes. And to answer the question, is kind of a yes and a no. I'm still using my first original camera, which is the Canon M50 that I uh, purchased a little over two years ago now. I'm still using that one, but I've incorporated more into it. Eventually, I would like to retire this camera, but I have to have a replacement for it first. But I do have an ADD that now tags along with it as a B camera, and sometimes you'll trade them around, and that'll become the B camera, and the ADD will become the A camera. But eventually, the plan is to retire the M50 to move up as I progress and start making more money. Gotcha. Now, so price-wise on the one that you use right now, which apparently holds a lot of memory, and you, did you say you can do editing on on the camera itself or no you gotta pull that no, out you gotta your... pull out the memory card okay gotcha again i do i don't know much about i gotta get into that yeah it's just basically an sd card you record all your files to and you transfer them into your computer and then into your editing software okay cool cool all right so ballpark price on the camera that you've got brand new you can pick them up for a little under a thousand okay. um i bought mine used so i got it for around five six hundred dollars i got it at a steal dude that's a great deal actually oh yeah I drove about two hours to get it, but it was worth it. Heck yeah, you save you save that in gas money anyway. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a phenomenal deal. Come across that. Let me know. I need to get one. <laughs> okay. Now, camera wise, like, so that's where you're at now. What what's what are you trying to go to? Because you want to retire this one. Like, what's the best that's out there then? Well, it's Sony and Canon have been competing with each other so hard over the past couple past year almost when COVID came out. They just started putting out cameras because, of course, content started picking up because everyone was stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, everybody's a social media influencer. But um, I completely lost my train of thought there. Now, you guys, I was asking, do I do it all the time? Don't worry. <laughs> uh, as far as camera-wise, you know, what's the next level up that you're wanting to go to, and it, like how like how expensive is that one, and like what's the best, and like what's the difference? Oh, what's the difference? Um, so. See, I do video and photography, and of course, I want to branch out to where I have separate equipment for each job. Right okay. now, I kind of merged the two together. But um, <clears throat> but for photography-wise, Canon just re- released the R3, and that's 
one of the top of his line, one of the top of the photography game as of today, and that's one I really want to get. Is that because now, of the clear picture or the like megapixels? The mega I forget pixels? exactly what the megapixels were, but it's really up there. Gotcha. And, and the megapixels are as far as how clear the picture is, or and how uh, clear the picture is, and how much you can blow it up. So if we were to like take a picture right now and say you wanted it as a big mural, megapixels are going to play a huge part. Ah, uh, so it's not going to be pixelated and blurred. Up. Yes. See, I didn't know that. I've always kind of wondered like what the pixel uh, the pixels meant and what that was for. Okay, that makes sense now because a lot of times I've try to blow pictures up, put them on like different ads or whatever, and they and were they, pixelated. They get kind of blurry, yeah. yeah. That's just the megapixels. Okay. The higher up you go, the more clear that works. And for video, it works <clears> the same way. Once you get up into the 4K and 8K, the higher up you go in resolution, the more you can punch in when you're actually in the editing room. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of like uh, dots dots per inch, uh, like 4,000 dots per inch. Oh, okay. So when you stretch it out, it still looks, you know, it's still pretty clear. clear. Pretty, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, that's a the thing that I've learned too doing because I, I'm a former signage person, so I didn't do a lot of graphics and using dots per inch DPIs. Okay. A lot, yeah. So. See, Nikki didn't yeah. know that our sound engineer Derwin over here is the man with everything. Stretch out a lot of photos. I know that. Jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. Like knowing a little bit of everything, bro. That's kind of what I do. I know a little bit of everything. Well, a lot of everything. All I do is I like to learn so much about everything. That's how I am with my uh, <clears throat> content shooting. I. I hear a lot of people say stick to a certain niche, and I agree with that to an extent, but don't limit yourself to what you can – because like I said, when I first shot for the NFC, never done it, never knew. I've only done it for fun. I had no idea what I was doing. A year later, it's now – if I wanted to, I could make that a career path and drop everything else. Oh, wow. Never saw it coming. So don't limit yourself to what you're shooting. If you want to try something new, go for it. That's, that's my advice on that. So take chances. Yes, take chances. Shoot all kind of different contents, and that's how you're going to find where you want to be. It's like Wayne Gretzky says, you miss 100% of the shots you do not take. Exactly. Give it a shot. Now, sorry, so you've been doing this a few years now. Dude, if you can go back, like, with the knowledge you've got now to when you first started, what would you go back and tell yourself, man? Don't be scared to screw up. Good advice. If you're scared to screw up, you're going to – you're not going to flow as well as you need to while you're filming. You lo- lock that creative side away because your anxiety's pumping and like you're just eliminate that worry because it's going to happen you're going to screw up everybody right. does well i've got like a two-part question one like what's been your biggest screw up as far as like with work right what was your biggest screw up and what'd you learn from that and then i've also wanted to talk about personal life like what's been something that you struggled with and what did you learn from it so i got two part for you okay so the first part so the first part would be was this two years ago when I first got my camera and I first started out? I was with my uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu professor, Professor Ruiz. We spent six hours filming a tutorial series just for me to come home and insert the memory card and accidentally format it and delete it six, seven hours of footage. No. And had to call him and request a reshoot on my birthday two years ago. That happened to me on my birthday. Bro. Well, so your birthday present was, hey, you're going to learn a big lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and that taught me to back up your footage on set. Okay, back it up on set. Don't take it home. Back it up. Back it up on set. Yeah, always clear it. Always carry a hard drive with you. That's what I do now. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because, I mean, one, you could lose it. It can get damaged. Exactly. Or it can get erased. <laughs> right. Bro, I would have got home be like, you've got to be kidding me. No. <laughs> like we were getting ready to go out for the birthday dinner and everything. I was like, let me pop this footage in and look at it. And then 
whole night ruined. Uh, so you had to cancel the birthday dinner, the whole deal? I still had to go to the birthday dinner. Okay. It was a family thing. I just had to put on my happy face and act like I didn't just delete eight hours of footage. (laughs) Oh, dang it, guys. Uh, What's wrong, Nick? Uh, You know, it's um, it's my birthday, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do. You've been there, done that, huh, Danny? Danny called me, oh, Darren, you got that recording from the show for me? Uh, Danny, hate to tell you. Yeah, that one's go. <laughs> Got deleted. I, saw, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Dude, the thing is, yeah, everybody makes mistakes. And this is one thing, like, as real quick, when I was younger, man, I was, I never wanted to make mistakes, right? Because I had low self-esteem when I was younger. And so making mistakes, dude, I dreaded it because it was like self-judgment and fear of what other people going to say and think. So I was like, oh, shit, just I never wanted to make a mistake. As I got a little older and more secure about who I am, I was like, dude, everybody makes mistakes. So it's okay. It's okay to make a mistake because that's how you learn. That's how you grow. And like I said, you learn to back it up. Now you've never had it again, have you? (laughs) Nope. That has never happened to me again. Uh, All right, dude. So the second part, what is something that you struggle with like in personal life, dude? It could be when you was younger to now. What's something you struggled with and what did you learn from that? Something I struggled with for a very long time and I still tend to every now and again is I'm not that assertive of a person. I used to let people walk all over me all the time. And BJJ is actually huge in that aspect because I actually owe it to jiu-jitsu because when I started training, that gave me the confidence and the, what's the word I'm looking for here? The self-positivity, the self-positive image of myself mm-hmm. to be able to stop being so timid and chase after what I want to do. So I left my day job and off I went. That was really scary and I struggled for a long time before I started picking up um, you know, jobs and all that stuff. I ran through my savings really quickly. I actually started out in a garage shooting music videos for one artist. Really? Yeah. Dude, see? All right, so that I mean, Wait a just, then. I know, just that content right there was a lot. I mean, <laughs> we can break that down for the whole show. It's like, so the jiu-jitsu taught you how to do... It just like taught me to be more assertive and trust myself a little bit better. Trust mm-hmm. your hand movement, defend yourself. Right. Snap the shit out of somebody. It just gives you <laughs> It just gives you that feeling like if a bad situation were to go down or if someone really is trying to push over you to where it's going to get physical, right. you kind of have it in the back of your head. Well, you know, I'm still a white belt. I don't claim to be really good at the sport because I only trained for a couple months. I really need to get back into it. Right. But still, as a white belt that's only done it for a couple months, you've been rolling with high elite guys right Mm -hmm. and just some of that rubs off on you and it puts it in the back of your head that if there's a physical altercation i can probably stop it yeah you can stop it you can handle yourself even as a white belt you can probably stop it right absolutely what um like during my training it was years ago right i trained for years and when i first got into it i was like ah you know this is gonna be easy and i there were some guys that was bigger than i was like and i was like how do they in my head, I thought everybody knew how to fight a little bit, right? right. But no, you, you realize most people don't know how to fight. Like well, they don't even know how to throw a punch. No, they they right. don't. Right. It's, and it's and same thing. Like whenever I did MMA, a couple like, well, dude, I'm 43 now. I think I was like young 20s when I got into it. And like, yeah, my self confidence it increased a lot because of that. Mm-hmm. And back in high school, like in. I had low self-esteem, low confidence, bro, all the way until pretty much kind of high school is when it kind of picked up because I got into wrestling. My first year of wrestling, Nick, then we'll go back to you. I apologize. Jumping over here. Oh, you, the, you're the fine, confidence you're fine, thing, you're fine. Dude, Yeah, I'm going to pay. I'm on the same page I love to hear you. someone's story, honestly. Yeah. Like, my first year in wrestling, bro, got my butt whooped. I won one match out of, like, the whole entire year, right? I was like, but could I – you can give up, say this is not for me, or you keep going. But I kept learning, and I wanted to be better, and I knew that this is going to make me feel better, you know, as a man. 
just knowing that I can handle myself if something happened. And you got that from wrestling as well. Right. Come to like junior, senior year, I was team captain and went to state twice. I mean, I did really well. Oh, that's incredible. Bro, yeah, my, my senior year, first year I lost, I mean, I won one match. Senior year, I lost one match. I won every single match senior year. So it was just a big turnaround. So yeah, then self-esteem, same thing. You went up and felt better. But going back to your story, dude, I love it. Yeah, so the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu helped you feel more confident with yourself, better with who you are, and also got you a career. Dude, that's amazing, right. man. Before that, I probably would have never had the courage to step out on my own. I was going to be stuck in the 9 to 5, that cycle, forever. Yeah. I felt like. Until until I was introduced to the gym and I got a little bit more confident, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go with it. Just go All for right. it. Dude, right. So you got when you got started, you, you gave up your day job, right? Just quit, boom. And then you got right into it and just videoing just – you said a one band, one group? Yeah, I started with one music artist. He, one music artist? He was a rapper. He he went to a bunch of other different genres as well. But, yeah, mainly we were dropping a music video a week. It's part of, like, a YouTube campaign trying to uh, see if we could play with the algorithm a little bit and use some of that knowledge that I had been learning about all of social media's algorithms. And we did some pretty good – we did pretty good in views. I believe the top view was a video we shot down in um, – Alabama on the beach, hmm. and it went all the way up to 17k before it kind of died out. Nice, dude. That feels pretty good. Again, getting into it for the first time and start doing everything. Right now, how many videos did y'all shoot prior to that one before that one got to 17k views? Probably about eight. Eight. Eight videos, eight weeks straight. Gotcha. So again, dude, not that bad actually. Dude, you you you, you in great and improved your skill set really quickly and got a lot of views pretty quick. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. I love it. Now, so you went through your savings. Now, how long was this process, right? So dropped your job, started doing what you had a passion for doing, going through your savings, only had one artist at the time. How long was it before you really started kind of started making some income coming in where it replaced what you were doing before? I want to say about half of a year, about six, seven months into it. And then throughout that, so I've been doing this on my own for about two years now and once uh, um, once I got to about the end of the first year is when I met Tim, and once I met Tim, that business knowledge and the, just being being able to sit in the room with some really high-level people really started changing the way I was looking at it, the way I was operating. Mm -hmm. And through using – because I was never using any actual business structure. I was just, you know, let me shoot a video for you. Let me shoot this video for you. I never knew anything about marketing, carrying yourself as a brand, but all that changed when I met Tim. And he opened a lot of doors for me. Dude, yeah. Dude, Tim, man, like, I know him a little bit. Um, one of my one of my best friends, Blake, him and Tim are great friends. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talk business a lot, me and Blake do, and Tim's name comes up all the time. And Blake says the same thing. He's, he's learned us so much from Tim. So, and me, from Dr. Blake, I've learned a lot from Tim as well, just kind of secondhand. Yeah, dude, he is a phenomenal guy, great businessman, and what he puts his mind to, dude, he excels at. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's somebody I look up to as well. You know, he might not know it, but somebody I look up to as far as business as well and just just motivation. It's amazing. Yeah, now, he's 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 a pretty motivating guy. Yeah. Dude, all right, we're, we're winding down, man. Tell people, dude, how they can get in contact with you. If they need some video content creation, they need some photography, what they whatever that they need, how they can get in contact with you and give them a hand and give them the job. Mainly, you can find me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Nick underscore Watley. That's N-I-C-K underscore W-H-A-T-L-E-Y. But... Yeah, DM me on there. That's usually where most of my stuff comes in through. Or you can email me at Watley Productions LLC at gmail.com. 
those are basically the two main ways to get in touch with me right now. All right. And then as far as area-wise, where all do you cover just so that they know what area you cover, where they can, you can take care basically of Basically all of the metro Atlanta area. Okay, all of metro Atlanta. That's quite a big area, dude. And if you're out of state, because I have worked out of state, I actually went up to Nashville. Knoxville, Knoxville, Tennessee, not too long ago with Mike Wilson to work um, under him. I think it was Valor, the Valor Fight League up there. Oh, yeah. So I've been with other different fighting venues and all that. But if it's out of state, don't don't hesitate to reach out. I'm pretty sure we can work on a price. There That's, you go. How much more time we got, Derwin? Okay, we're just looking at about mm, one minute here. All right, we're good then. That's all we need. <laughs> now, what – what advice, real quick, would you give entrepreneurs going to the business? Somebody who is not an entrepreneur yet, but they want to get into the business, what advice would you give them? Keep going no matter what. Um, Tim Stout's coach, uh, David Kesey, I don't know if you know him, but mm-hmm. I don't know exactly word for word how he said it, but he it's, it's something he said to me a, a little while ago. When you're going down the path of no results, keep going. So, something around there, and that, that was the biggest motivator for me. Because I had been going for so long, no results, no results. I'm not building, I'm not building. And then until you hit that right door and then stuff started stacking up and you start building. So it's going to take a while. You're going to mess up a lot, but just keep at it. Dude, that is great advice because consistency is key. You can... Oh, definitely. Yeah, you can try something and give up. You're never going to get results. It's if you keep trying and not getting the results you want, but learning from them, being persistent, and you will get that goal every single time. All right, guys, I hope you all are paying attention to all this knowledge that's just dropping from Nick because he has been doing this for a couple of years now and is doing phenomenal. Again, if you need to reach out for him, this man can help you do content creation. He is phenomenal. Great pricing as well. Again, go to, if you go on Instagram, Nick underscore Watley and going on Facebook, Nick Watley and check him out, guys. This man is a professional and he is amazing and just a really cool guy. All right, guys, we'll tell you we love you, we appreciate you, and remember, you are stronger than failure. To Stronger Than Failure, your home for mindset, habits, and motivation for entrepreneurs, athletes, and high achievers. This show is dedicated to helping you overcome fear, failure, and adversity, and maximize your true potential. Get the latest tips, strategies, and biohacks to master your mindset, improve your habits, and create unstoppable motivation so you can become the strongest version of yourself. Get ready to crush your goals and improve your personal and professional life on every level. Here's your host, mindset coach, author, and entrepreneur, Danny Cole. You're now with X360 FM, your favorite radio station. Rocking all through the streets. Can't do it. Let's do it. Keep it on lock. It's X in the fact. Full circle. Full circle.